My name is Dr. Andrew Hammond, and I'm the historian and curator at the International Spy Museum. The most important stage for me was being in the Royal Air Force. It's not like I was, a, you know, like a major general or anything like that, but in a humble way, I felt like I was an actor in a play, but I didn't understand the plot. That was really as a result of 9-11. So I joined the Air Force in 1998. 9-11 happened. I was in the dark room of a military intelligence section in Germany and I saw the, the South Tower be struck. And I guess we all knew that in one way or another, all of our lives would be changed then. But for me, it just led to a really deep desire to try to work out what was going on in the world. And ever since then, in one way or another, I've been trying to understand what the plot was. That led me to leave the Royal Air Force and go back to school and start studying in history and international relations. I enjoyed both subjects, but I don't know, history just spoke to me more. The only way to kind of try to anticipate where we may be going or to try to get any wisdom out of the whole journey is to look at what came before. The pathway was in some ways straightforward, in some ways quite circuitous, but I went to school, went to do a master's and a PhD. I had a number of different postdoctoral fellowships. I spent a couple of years in New York City, quite fittingly given where my journey began at the 9-11 Museum. It was quite moving because where my desk was directly overlooked ground zero. So occasionally I had to pinch myself a little bit just to think about how I'd ended up there. I was working on my research. I was also a fellow at NYU. I was learning the museum business. Went back to the UK, went into academia for a little bit, and then came back to the US for a fellowship at the Library of Congress. After that, the job came up at the International Spy Museum. My day-to-day can really vary, but some of the typical things that I would do would be researching, editing, producing our podcast, uh, SpyCast. The other one is our collection. It's not hyperbole to say that we've got the world's greatest collection of intelligence and espionage-related artefacts, so I research them, I engage with them, I help to interpret them, I help to communicate them to other people. So there's always new things to find out about the collection of I think around 9,000 artefacts. One of the greatest parts of the job, uh, been able to engage with the artefacts. It can be a multi-sensory experience. Sometimes the artefacts give off a particular smell. They sound a particular way. If you press the key on an Enigma machine, it makes a particular type of like noise. You can see some of the lights light up. You can move some of the plugs around. It's a really fascinating way to engage with them. And and as a historian as well, the historian and curator role just go so well together because historians mainly look at documents and curators mainly look at artefacts. If you combine both of them, it's quite a synergistic enterprise, I think. And I think another fascinating thing that I love about the artefacts is that through the artefact, it's like a 
portal into a different world. I feel incredibly lucky. I could go there now and just look at or engage with some of the artifacts or research more about them. So I've kind of got the keys to Aladdin's cave. I think if you have a bit of imagination and a bit of empathy and a bit of historical knowledge, you can use those artifacts to go back into uh, a different place in time. I think that in the past, a lot of museums, it would be a label and it would say, this is what this artifact is. I think that now there's different approach. How do we stitch together narratives where we can, you know, almost sprinkle an artifact along and if you connect all of the artifacts, then you're hanging on to a particular story. The history of espionage and intelligence is just filled with incredible stories. It engages the people that like the big historical canvas because when we're talking about espionage and intelligence, we're talking about international relations, war, peace, life, death, you know, all the biggies. I'm just a sucker for stories. I just love unearthing these absolute doozies and humdingers that are attached to these. For example, we have a depth analyzer that was used to basically crack Japanese naval code Gen 25 and that is one small part of the US victory at the Battle of Midway one part of the war in the Pacific and America's role in the world you, you can inductively move up to the bigger historical canvas or you can deductively go down but I think it's the stories that make it all hang together Thank you.